This is The Playbook. First thing I ask myself as a businessman every day is can I guarantee that I'll be in business tomorrow? All the greatest businesses have evolved and they evolved by focusing in on acceleration and growth, right? Through profit, acceleration and growth through profit. What happens to most entrepreneurs, I just gave this little example, but Bezos is one of my favorite entrepreneurs. Take a guy 25 years ago, started a book company in his garage, selling books online. Sounds like a good business. And eventually it's evolved to the biggest company in the world, the richest man in the world. How did he do it? He stayed focused on acceleration and growth. So what happened was 10 years into Bezos' business, he was 25% of the way there. And although he had a lot of funding, he wasn't profitable, that's for sure. And he was only focused and sold to the investors. I'm accelerating and growing, right? I'm accelerating. And although I'm 25% of the way where we want to be, and it's taken 10 years, I'm not listening to anybody else telling me, hey, time to buy a house. Uh, got to get married, uh, you've been living on your mom's couch too long, sacrificing too much, not eating good foods, you're not traveling, all your friends you went to school with are successful because they own exactly what everybody else thinks they want to own. You know, the ordinary stuff, well, extraordinary takes extra focus and acceleration, but imagine you're in your business and after 10 years of your life, whether you started at 21, 31, 41, 51, 61, or like Orville Redenbacher, 71, Imagine after 10 years, you're only 25% of the way there. In your own mind, you have to fight enough, let alone all the other people's opinions of what they don't know about. Right? And I don't put faith in what other people think because I don't want what other people think. I don't want to resent them for getting what they think. I want what I, I want. I put faith in what I want. So what happens in that 10 years, most people quit. About 99% of the people after 10 years quit because at best you're 25% of the way there. But if you focus on acceleration and exponential growth in your business, truly have quantitative factors, credibility, emotional attachment, quantitative reasons you're doing what you're doing, impact that it's having, the capabilities that you have, want, or need for the future, and a value-justified business that says, can you see any reason you won't want to do this? I just don't have it perfected yet. I'm on the pursuit of my potential in a consistent, persistent way. What happens is, in five years, so if I started at 21, I'm 31, everyone's calling me a loser. I'm 31 years old, I'm not married, I don't own a house, I don't have kids, I can't afford it. But at 36, I'm 50% of the way there. Here's the sad thing, 1% of the people won't quit in that first 10 years. Out of the 1%, another 1% won't last the next five years, because at five years, is only 50% of the way there. But if they're focused on acceleration and growth, Here's the sad thing, by the time they're, they're 38 and a half, two and a half years later, they're 100% of the way there. Now they own a bigger house, a bigger car, have a better life, they have the pony in the backyard, the diamond on the, the, the younger wife's ring. It's all right there. This is what happens to people. Meanwhile, they're 50% of the way there, they're the biggest losers on earth, now they're lucky. But if you're like Jeff Bezos and you can stay focused consistently and persistently, before you're 40 years old, by 39 and three quarters, basically a year and three quarters later, you're 200% of the way there. And then half of that, you're 400, then 800, 1600, 3200, 6400% of the way there. That's the hockey stick of a business. It has nothing to do with anything other than consistent, persistent focus. Stay focused on being profitable, understanding if you're accelerating and growing. Now, if it bleeds you, kill it. 
If it feeds you, feed it. These are simple things. You get to do everything that you want to do. You get to do it. You don't got to do anything. It's all right here. Your mindset is the key to being a success. Take time out of the equation. If you attach your happiness, your emotional attachment to an ends in business, you're screwed. Why? Because we live in a world of more than enough. There's more than enough of everything for everyone. You'll never have enough, so don't attach your happiness to some enough. It's not coming. You won't be happy when you graduate. You won't be happy when you make your first million. None of that will make you happy. What will make you happy is enjoying the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of your potential, and focus on acceleration and growth. Right? You've got to do things consistently every single day. That's how you get exponential results. Two minutes of meditation is worth more than two hours on a Saturday. Five minutes with your kids every day is worth more than five hours on a Saturday. I promise you. Same thing with your wife, your mom, your husbands, whatever. Consistent behavior. The reason is, is that your cellular structure, your embodiment, has a memory. It has a cellular memory. And that's how we input data. There's 10,000 new thoughts a day. You need to control those thoughts. 10,000 new data inputs a day. When you control them here, after 30 days, some people say 21, it becomes a neural pathways in your brain, creates efficiency, effectiveness, statistical success, a belief. And then if it sticks there with the same consistent behavior, you can control your unconscious, your personality traits, your characteristics, your obsessions and addictions. You're activating your DNA. You can heal yourself, but you're actually producing an energy from a code called your DNA, and that energy is attracting exactly what you want. So there's two currencies in the world. We live at this vibration. That's why I say profit's important. There's one currency of this vibration, money. That's the currency of this vibration, money. It's an energy, it's an object of energy that you put into the flow and you receive what you want. Money will not buy you happiness and it will not inspire you, but it will allow you to shop. And if you shop for the right things, you'll be inspired and happy, I promise you. You will, for sure. Now here's where people get confused. This is this vibration. And at this vibration, we're only here to learn lessons. That's the only reason you're here. And the lessons will keep on coming, and the same lessons will keep on coming until you learn them. So if you keep seeing the same things in your life, wake up. Tell yourself, I'm not learning the lesson. What am I missing? Go ask for help. Figure it out. Go study, research. Just don't keep going through the same lessons and wondering why I can't break through. Right? The lessons keep on coming. Two rules about lessons you have to know with this vibration before we talk about the second currency. Number one, every lesson that you learn in your life, you will forget at some time. Hold the door open, say thank you, be nice, smile, it's not so bad. Whatever it is, you're going to forget it at one time or another. But the power of lessons is the second rule. At any time in your life, you have the power to remember your lessons. And we have better capability of accessing lessons now because we have the internet <coughs> at our hand. We're just here to learn lessons, right? Create momentum by accelerating and growing. So what's the second currency? Second currency is the one that I believe in the most, way more than money. And yet, once again, it doesn't buy happiness, this currency, but it allows you to shop. And if you shop for the right things, oh shit, it makes you so happy. Problem with this currency is if you shop for the wrong things, it really screws you up, right? You can buy a Ferrari and get away with it, right? Buy the wrong things, alcohol and drugs, you can buy, get away with it. But the biggest currency in the world is what? Faith. Faith's the biggest currency in the world. What's the faith? 
what you think, say, do, and believe, and the unconscious competencies that I talked about. The personality traits, characteristics, obsessions, and addictions that activate your DNA so that you carry an energy and harness the true power of, of the universe, of your business universe. You put faith in the wrong things, I promise you're gonna get the wrong things. The problem is most people put faith into an ego-based consciousness. And I'll tell you why. Who here thinks fear motivates them? Raise your hand. Anyone think fear motivates you? Good, we got some honest people. I used to think fear motivated me all the time. That's why I wanted to be a football player. I loved fear. But what I learned about fear is it's the biggest depreciator in the world. Not appreciator, depreciator. It sucks your soul of all your energy. It disconnects you from that which inspires. Seen it. I've seen fear create such focus and energy, but then what happens? It's complete drain. It just focuses us. So where's our real problem? An ego? The real problem is how do we get focused without ego? Right, the need to be right, the need to be offended, the need to be separate, inferior, superior, angry, anxious, fearful, guilty, resentful, all these different things. How can we not use those things in order to get focused? Instead, truly get inspired by putting faith in what we want. Consistent behavior, right? Consistent behavior that will continue to bring the lessons that create efficiencies, effectiveness, statistical success, acceleration and growth. Acceleration and growth. That's what we want to do. So how do we do it? I'm about to give you the life lesson, save all my businesses. I made over $100 million by the time I was 32, lost it by the time I was 36, and have made it back again. All in different ways, but one thing stands clear. It's very easy to do it. There's four ways, that things we have to do every day in, in the world. One, realize that we connect to other people in person. So if we're not connecting emotionally in person every day to somebody, you're making a huge mistake. Two, we connect by email every day. Email every day, almost everybody. We connect via phone, text or calls. We connect via phone. And then we connect via media. That's radio, print, TV, signage, advertising, traditional media. Don't fall into the trap, there's only social media. Social media is the amplifier and perpetuator of media. Right, what social media is for is to take the great content, the great advertisements, the great ideas, that's all advertisements are by the way, the great signage, that's an idea. Take your great ideas and amplify them in the pro projected monetary way so it's then perpetuated and re-monetized as an annuity. Never before. You could pay, you know, in my day, $100 million for signage right on a stadium, it still doesn't perpetuate for, forever. My YouTube videos do. Just the quality gets better and the speed gets better, more people watch them. That's amazing, but it wouldn't happen if I didn't get the stage to go ahead and record a TED Talk or do one of these that I can amplify and perpetuate with 50 people here, but five million that will watch it. Gotta realize that, monetize it. So in person, on the phone, email and media. We connect to people emotionally. Once we connect with you emotionally, people buy on emotion for logical reasons. It's easy to give those reasons to give more value than we receive. That's not exceeding expectations, that's meeting expectations. We always wanna give, but you have gotta ask back. So how does this work? Every day practice this and you will be a success. Number one, live your life with a lens of productivity and accessibility. What does that mean? Ask people how you can be of value or just be of value. 
perform. Say, hey, I can introduce you to this person. Oh, can I get the door for you? Hey, how's your day? You look great. Right? Add value to somebody's life. Appreciate them. Ask people, anything I can do for you? Right? It doesn't have to be this canned, you know, can I be of service? You know, I know sometimes on my videos I'll tell people, how can I be of service? Look, the truth is, I just go ahead and help people as much as I can. Every person, in person, on the phone, via email and social media. But more importantly than that, because I know the productivity and accessibility, how accessible am I to everyone and how am I accessing what I want, I know the value I'm giving. I ask a more critical question every day. Do you know anyone that can help me? Right? I'm launching a book July 16th. Does anyone know anyone that can help me? I want more people to buy the book. Anybody know anyone that can help me? Right? Think about 10 years ago, some of us are almost as old as me in here. 10 years ago, we uh, couldn't ask and get the results that we would by asking, do you know anyone that can help me? Because most people had the power of asking about five people. That's where they felt comfortable. It would take too much time. It was cumbersome. Our relationships were at a different level. You, you couldn't just keep asking the same five people again and again. Hey, I got a friend, he needs a dentist. Oh, I got a friend, he needs a lawyer. I got a friend. What am I, right? Am I working for you? No, but today, on average here, we all have, on average, about a thousand followers or connections of people. On average, a thousand. Yet, most of you are at this show in person with thousands of people, and you haven't asked one person, do you know someone that can help me? If you just ask one person a day, think about it. At the end of the month, there's 31,000 new possibilities in your life in a network. 31,000, that's like a lifetime for old people like me. 31,000 people? Imagine if you do 10 people a day. I check my scent box in my emails just to make sure that I'm getting better and accelerating and growing. I check my scent box and look at emails going, did I ask for help? Right? Was there anything in there going, hey, you know, follow me on Instagram. Hey, do you know anyone that wants to buy my new book? Hey, do you know someone that can help with my charity? Hey, there should be an ask. People love to help. You're giving a gift. You're giving a gift by asking someone for help. You're making them feel good. Who here feels good when they do something for someone? You feel credible and emotionally tasked, but we don't give you that gift. Don't give you that gift. We feel guilty. Ego-based emotion. We create resistance, voids, obstacles, shortages in our brains that don't exist. There's more than enough of everything for everyone. More than enough. Do not live as a victim in a world of not enough, which none of you would. You wouldn't be here. But don't live in the world of just enough either. That's a scarce world. Yeah, it's an optimistic world. Yep, everything always happens for me. I lived there before. I had just huge cars, houses, golf course, ski mountain. Everything was for me. People would say, man, that guy's so positive. No, I was stupid because I didn't feel worthy of everything I had. I was afraid to give. Like literally everything was a negotiation or a bargain. Everything was a trade. I didn't understand giving. I didn't give with no conditions. I gave to my mom with conditions. I gave to my community religiously. I gave so much money, but I always wanted something in return, at least respect, or thank you, or my name somewhere, or you know, nice little story. Not anymore. Everything comes through me for others, and it motivates me to have more. It takes away all the ego-based emotions of guilt, anxiety, fear. Oh my God, what are people gonna think? I just made $100 million. Oh my God, my poor mom made $12,000 and raised six kids, worked two jobs. What's she gonna think of me? I'm not worthy of this. Oh my God, I'm not enough, I'm not, right? No, I want 200 million because I can help twice as many people than 400 million. I don't need any of it. It's gonna come through me with appreciation, 
meaning I'm grateful for it and I'm gonna add value to it and give it away. When you give it away, that's when you strengthen. Think about your ideas. When you share an idea, it becomes stronger. Same thing with everything else, because it's just energy. When you give your money away, it makes you stronger. Like, trust me, you're fulfilling, you're emptying yourself for more. And there's very pragmatic ways to live in both currencies, accelerate and grow with them for what you want. You cannot attach a time to it, right? It'll come at the right way at the perfect time, but it'll come a lot faster if you enjoy the pursuit of it. It'll seem like forever if you're living in that world of shortages, voids, anxiety, frustration, right? Listening to the voices in your own head. 40,000 of the same thoughts go through your head every day. Make sure you're programming the right ones. Ones with a higher temperature. Don't set your thermostat and say, oh, never been here, water's too deep, oh, this is too high. I see people all the time, I was one of them. No matter how much I made, I was destined to be right here. No matter how much I lost, I was destined to be right here. It was a thermostat, it was a belief. It was unconscious competencies, not anymore. Just break it through, there's more than enough of it. All right, enough woo-woo BS. Pragmatic questions. <laughs> Anyone? So how do you know if you are focused on the right things? How do, you, how, do you, how do you assess from time to time to know if you are doing the right thing? Put faith in the right things. So how do you know you're doing the right things? You're doing the right things if you're consistently, every day, persistently pursuing what you believe to be your potential that day. Every day you can change your values, right? Don't fall into a trap. There's personal values, your health, character, love, family. There's experiential values, you know, like coming to Hong Kong for a show. There's uh, giving values, right? How much am I gonna be able to give? And there's receiving values. Don't fool yourself that it's 25%, 25%, 20, you can't do that. If you're blessed at the end of your life, Maybe it all will average out to 25, 25, maybe. But there's certain times in your life that you want to pursue your potential of making money in, the, in a business, creating a bit. You got to stay seriously focused. You have to be willing to give up certain things, right? Sacrifice. So how do we maintain relationships and balance with that? Minimum amount of times. My best piece of advice, always lower the bar and do it every day. Right? Someone asked me today, how do you have such, I've been married 21 years, I have four children, three teenage daughters, a nine-year-old son, very close with my mom, my siblings, my cousins. How do I do that? A minimum amount of time every day. Minimum of time every day. My mom gets one minute a day minimum. Every day though, I don't miss a day. Why? Because I've started realizing, number one, I talked to my mom and said, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? All I want you to, to be is happy. Now why are you making me unhappy? <laughs> Keep telling me what to do, that makes me unhappy. If you want me to be happy, stop telling me what to do. Stop making me drive down there to do shit that I don't have to do, I could pay someone to do it. What do you really want from me, besides being happy? She said, I just want to know that you love and appreciate me. Now, I'm a parent now, and I get choked up because I think to myself, yeah, I get that. Right, I travel, I just want my kids to know that I love and appreciate them, but they love and appreciate me. So how do I maintain that? One minute a day, that's all I need. Call her, text her, email her, whatever it is, always specifically the object is to make sure she knows that I love and appreciate her. My relationship with my mom has improved far greater than all the time I spent down in her house fixing whatever it was and doing whatever it is and going to dinners and not anymore. 
She doesn't need me to do any of that because she knows. Give it a minimum. Health, number one thing. Someone's going to ask me best piece of advice for life? <laughs> Find something that you love to do for the rest of your life that's healthy. Exercise, stretch, eat, whatever it is. I give a minimum of an hour a day to my health because that's the engine of what I do. That allows me to connect to that inspires, that inspires me. So I actually will blow off my family so I can go work out, right? I, if you don't, you'll never go work out. Who wouldn't rather be with their kids than working out? Who wouldn't rather be making money than working out? Maybe some of us, but literally, I had to, I had to re readjust my priorities. Minimum amount of time, 30 minutes for my wife, 30 minutes for my nine-year-old son, two minutes for my daughters, teenage daughters. I asked for five, they gave me two. But it's every day, so that they know I care. They know, I don't tell them what to do, but they know that I care. I'm right there every day asking them about what's going on. Listening, right, every day. Same thing in business. How do we do all this? Be a student of your calendar. Be a student of your calendar. Set parameters in your day to be productive and accessible. Number one, sleep. Anybody here sleep? About a third of your life. All of us. None of us has spent as much time focusing on our sleeps, the sleep that we do, what I call the activity we get paid for. Right? There's no such thing as work. Not in my world. There's activity you get paid for and activity you don't get paid for. Therefore, we now can put faith, focus, and attention on what activity do I get paid most for? How often can I do that activity? Well, how can we relate sleep to getting paid? There's a bunch of different ways, but one is we know that when we sleep, that that allows us to have more energy the next day, allows us to stay more focused, allows us to be happier. So why don't we spend some time studying the time that we sleep. How do we sleep better? How do we get more productive with our subconscious and unconscious? How do we program ourselves before we go to sleep to be successful so we wake up happy? How do we get refreshed when we sleep? What temperature should we be when we sleep? What kind of sheet should I have? How dark should it be? When should the light come on? None of you know the answers to that. I do. Because a third of my life was spent sleeping and I'm going to be the best sleeper I can and I'm going to beat people with math. I'm going to beat people with math. Focus. Do the same thing, I started a uh, 520 rule. Anyone follow me, know what the 520 rule is? Well, you all should start following me then. Five minute meetings, five, five minute phone calls, 20 minute meetings. If you're spending more than 20 minutes in a meeting, you're visiting. Very few meetings should take more than 20 minutes. Same with a phone call. If you're more than five minutes on a phone call, you're visiting. That's fine to have calls that visit with friends and family. I, I'm all for it. I spend 30 minutes a day with my wife because I'm visiting. But if you want to be efficient and effective, I can do 12 phone calls in an hour. Most people can't do that in a week. I branded myself that way. Most people that get into a meeting or a phone call with me, they're conditioned to get to the point and they're not offended and I still have a little bit of time for socialization and visiting. I'm just much more focused. I use it as a substitute for fear, right? These little time rules. Does that mean I make exceptions? Yes. Right, Bill Gates comes to my office, I'll spend as much time as he wants. <laughs> but it also allows me to be more accessible. Some people need my help. and allows me to be focused to give them the help they need in five minutes. So every day I can take at least an hour to help other people. In fact, when I wake up in the morning, my first prayer is may God put at least 10 people in front of me I can help.
because I know by elevating others, I elevate myself. I know by helping others, I strengthen myself. I know that. I have full faith in it. And if I don't, I stop, drop, and roll. Why? If I'm in an ego-based consciousness, the need to be right, offended, separate, void, shortages, obstacles, anxiety, frustration, all these offensive, whatever it is, I know that my mind, body, and soul are on fire when I'm an ego. So what do we do when you're on fire? Drop, stop, drop, and roll. You catch on fire, stop, drop, and roll. What does that mean? Stop, everything. Fear is an accelerator. It's an accelerator, anger, accelerator, frustration, anxiety, all these are accelerators. Here's the problem, you're accelerating in the wrong direction. And then you're wondering, why the fuck am I way over here? How do I get all this resistance in my life, this void, this shortage? Because you're going the wrong way, dummy. Because you're thinking in the wrong head. Right, we gotta get into truth-based consciousness. So if I feel angry, frustrated, fearful, if I get on the phone and go, he never answers. Oh, they never answer. I'm, right? What do you think you're going to get? You want some cold calling advice? I'll give you two basic cold calling advice or any call advice. Number one, availability is the key of calling someone. What does that mean? Your only focus should be on making them available. 80% of all phone calls are a message, but yet our messages are usually selling and nobody buys on a message. Your only goal of leaving a message is to get the guy to call you back. Unless it's your mother-in-law, then you can go get her not to call you back. So it's availability. Seriously, think about it. How much time do you think on earth people waste leaving messages that have no constructive value or productivity at all? Trying to sell you. Trying to explain things on a message. Just fucking make me call you back. So why? You get the opportunity to share the vision. It's that easy. Make people available so you can stimulate their interest, transition their interest, share a vision so finally you can manage and develop the vision by providing them value. Six ways to know that you're providing value. One, credibility. So make sure you have credibility in any business situation. Two, emotionally attach. Right, if you wanna practice someone, practice emotionally attached to people. People buy on emotion for logical reasons. And when I say buy, that doesn't just mean buy your product, solution, service. It means getting your kids to eat broccoli. People buy on emotion for logical reasons. So I want credibility, I want emotional attachment, then I need to be able to quantitatively display reasons, impact, and capabilities. That's simple. There should be math to it. Quantifiably, here's the reasons, quantifiably the impact, quantifiable the capability. Can you see any reason you won't want to move forward? Right? It's, the, it's, it's a, a value. Does anyone have a pen? Cool. Anyone want to buy this pen for a million dollars? Everybody laughs. Anybody think I can sell this pen for a million dollars in less than a minute? I can. I'll sell it to you. I will sell you this pen for a million dollars. I'll give you a million dollar loan at zero interest. And I will guarantee you 100% in an escrow account of the person of your choice. I will put two million dollars. And if you can't sell this pen for two million dollars within the year, you can not only keep the pen, but the money, the $2 million in that account will be right to you. You will pay me back my loan and keep a million dollars. Can you see any reason you won't want to move forward? Looks interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you blew it. <laughs> when you are selling, when you are sharing a vision, you want to provide more value than you're asking for. Not just quantitatively, like in that situation, all I did was stitch the quantitative value 
right, with guarantees, but also emotionally. Has any ever, anyone ever walked on a stage or in a room or in a meeting not feeling it, right? Not feeling the energy, right? I, I've walked into a family function, walked in, literally my nephew who loves me more than anything looks right past me like I'm not there and my mom kind of glances over. But I knew walking in, there, I was blocking my energy, right? I, I wasn't feeling that 120 value. And I started realizing, God, you gotta feel the value. So I started training my body to feel what 120 value is, meaning I'm gonna give you $100 and only ask for 20 back, right? Does anybody have a 20 by chance? Anybody have a $20 bill? Of Hong Kong, American, anyone? Anyone? There we go. This is a $20 Hong Kong. So like $2, perfect. Let me see here. I think I have a wallet on me. Would you trade me? Here, hold that for a sec. Would you trade me? You better trade me fast, because Donald Trump's our president. Who knows what this will be worth tomorrow? Will you trade me $100 American for 20? Here. Thank you. So, um, what I do is I practice that. I wake up every morning and I dream about my whole room being filled with $100 bills and my life is about trading $100 worth of value and replicating the feeling in my chest, in my head, in my soul, like feeling what that feels like. Why? So when I walk into a room, I'm carrying that energy. It's not what I say, it's how I say it. I can prove that to you. I sat in front of thousands of people in a speech for Denny's, 7,000 uh, franchises, and talked about, you want to change your life? Say thank you before you go to bed and when you wake up. I guarantee you, within 30 days, in fact, all of you, I guarantee if you can say thank you for 30 straight days before you go to bed and when you wake up, your life will change. I've studied physics, quantum physics, and metaphysics. I know it to be true. I've been with the world thought leaders, all who agree with me, gratitude is the most powerful, most positive, and the truth consciousness there is to say thank you. Here's the sad thing, who here thinks they can do that? In fact, if anybody can do it and you wanna DM me for 30 straight days, I will coach you for free for a month. 30 straight days if you can DM me, at David Meltzer, my name, I'll give you my card. 30 straight days, here's the saddest thing, by tonight, half of you won't say thank you. By tomorrow morning, another half won't say thank you. And with three days past, almost all of you will stop DMing me. I've given this offer to thousands of people. There's about 0.01% that I ever coach for free. Everybody misses. We're so far in our own way. I've given you a concrete, proven way to be happy and to be successful that we all have learned. Now I said that to Denny's. People lined up for an hour and a half to talk to me afterwards to tell me, oh my God, you changed my life. I'm gonna say thank you. Thank you before I go to bed and thank you when I wake up. Now come on. Now what I say is how I say it. Why would you line up to tell me because I told you to say thank you and it's gonna change your life that somehow this was the best speech you've ever heard? No, it's how I say it. It's when I tell you it, I'm carrying an energy and it's resonating with you. It may not have resonated when your grandma told you to say thank you, or your mom made you to say thank you, or your dad hit you because you didn't say thank you. It ain't gonna resonate with you. But if I'm carrying 120 energy, if I'm dreaming every day when I'm there lying down going, man, my job is to give $100 bills. 
and to ask for 20 back. Even if they're Hong Kong 20s. <laughs> That's a bad deal. I just empty my vessel. I put faith into it. I know. Make me more popular. By the way, does anyone else have a 20? Diving <laughs> <laughs> now. I got five, mother. I got a Bitcoin. <laughs> that Bitcoin. That's worth too much. <laughs> I got to give. All right. Any questions now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You start your business? Great idea. <laughs> so what about lending and borrowing? Look, it's all about math. It's all about math. Just like raising money or borrowing money, you have to have a quantifiable, value-justified business case that every dollar, every dollar that you're borrowing or getting invested into today will be worth an exponential amount tomorrow. It's, it's the same as my $100 million pen, right? What guarantees are there? What guarantees are there? You are taking, if you're borrowing money without a, a certainty in your heart, soul, and mind that you're gonna exponentially grow that money. Now, can you be wrong and the lessons will come? Absolutely, no doubt. But don't borrow it if you know that you don't have exponential. You do it out of need to keep your business alive. You're feeding something that's bleeding you, right? One of the golden rules, if it feeds you, feed it. If it bleeds you, kill it. Relationships, kill them. Businesses, kill them. It cannot bleed you. Something bleeds you, you gotta get rid of it. Now, people ask me, oh, what about a relationship that I'm forced upon? Right? Not just counting family, but my cubby is right next to that guy's cubby. And I'm not the boss. So what do we do? Two simple things. Number one, try to understand the person. Two, pray for their happiness. Pray for their happiness. So instead of creating resistance, void shortages in your relationship, when they some, say something completely annoying, negative, attacking, Try to understand it. Don't try to resist it. And two, pray for their happiness. One particle of light overcomes millions of particles of darkness. In fact, I got two minutes. My whole life's mission is math, right? I, I believe that 25 years ago, if Jeffrey Bezos would have told you that he'd be worth $100 billion and he'd have the biggest company in the world standing in his garage, most of you would not believe him. Well, I have a bigger vision than he has because I believe that I can impact a billion people on earth to be happy. I really do. I believe that I can create what is far more valuable than Amazon, will last a lot longer, and hope that it has more competition than Amazon wishes it had. I hope I get more competition because we have a happiness problem in the world. In America alone, most people are only happy 15 days a year, they say. That's what they were serving, 15 days. Suicide, the most common cause of death for people under 50 in America. We have a happiness problem. So how do I get there? Once again, I follow my own rules, it's just math. If I can find a thousand people like you that I can impact, that I can empower a thousand people like you that could impact another thousand people, that's a million people. 
But what if I could impact you? I'm looking for a thousand people on earth that I can teach you to teach them to teach someone else to be happy. Now I got a thousand times a thousand is a million, a million times a thousand is a billion. One eighth of the world happy. One particle of light overcomes a million particles of darkness. What does this world look like? What does the economy look like? What does disease look like? What does destruction look like? If everybody's happy, you can't imagine it, but John Lennon did, right? That's what you want. Make, making money about being happy. Allow it to come through you for others to make them happy, to make other people happy. Teach the flow to everyone. You can enjoy this whole thing. It doesn't have to be a fight. It doesn't have to be a struggle. You don't have to be a hero. You actually can enjoy the pursuit of building something to help other people. Who here has businesses that help other people? All of us. All of us. And if you make more money doing it, you'll help more people.